This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Pharrell on the bench in the biggest way possible. Hanging out the bad seat, the broken day, the bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad others, bad taste, bad lie, bad dude, bad breath, bad attention, bad vibes. We are live in the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios in New York City. They found a better way to mortgage so you can focus on making your new house home. Rocket mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. People dressed in plastic bags, directed traffic, some kind of fashion shake it up. Should do be all my friend that come around, thought to thought to party up. Rats on the west side, bed bugs up down. What a mess this tides are tattered. My brain's splattered all over Manhattan. Should do be shake out. Ooh. Are you with us tonight from New York? 855-212. For CBS is our toll-free line brought to you by Geico. Great news. You can save a bunch of money if you switch to Geico. Just go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Uh, the comedian and actor Will Sasso. I got that right, right, Mafia? He's going to be on the show here in about 12 minutes. He stars in the new Tim Donahue scandal movie in theaters now called Inside Game. I watched this movie. I liked it. I mean it. it I thought it was cool. I thought the uh, I thought the actors in this uh, movie uh, did a really good job, you know, playing their roles. And I actually see because uh, Mavi, I thought that was like the director of it, right? And I I thought he was the best in the movie. I'm gonna say it before he even comes on here. I mean it when I tell you I thought he stole the show. The guy uh, Will Sasso was like he was Baba. He was the guy that really was the reason they went. Uh, went to jail. Right, he was the one who started it, and the reason that they, you know, it all came apart. Yeah, I and thought he, was he great. Yeah, because he he had, to, he had to do the most of them. The other guys kind of like stayed the same the whole time. He had to go from like loving it to going nuts and losing his mind. He was all over with the uh, paranoia, drugs, you name it. I thought it was great. I thought he was great in it. Seriously. Uh, so we'll talk to him in about ten minutes. Uh, later at uh, Billy Idol Hour, Midnight Love, Dieter Kurtenbach is back from the Bay Area News Group. Uh, we'll have Dieter on uh, tonight. The Raiders play tomorrow night uh, on Thursday night. Warriors problems. And the Niners play the Seahawks on Monday night. So there's a lot happening in the Bay Area. So we'll talk to Dieter Kurtenbach from the Bay Area News Group tonight about all of that. The NBA says the Clippers are not violating any league load management rules with Kawhi Leonard sitting out tonight's game against the Bucks. Allegedly, he's injured. Is that what they're saying now? He's injured? I think that's what I saw well, today. They're claiming. That, yeah, they're, some kind of knee injury. They're claiming he's injured. He's injured, but he's playing tomorrow. Yeah, he's fine tomorrow. It's all ridiculous. I've had enough of it. Yeah. Pat Mahomes uh, did a full practice today, expected to return for the Chiefs Sunday against the Titans. You know he will. Uh, Are they rushing him back too soon? Nick Saban says Tua Tagovailoa is progressing and looks good for Saturday's huge matchup with LSU. You know he's playing in that game. Let's just stop with all this BS. Right? I mean, he's playing as sure as I'm sitting here. 
Reports say the Braves are making a uh, signing uh, Madison Bumgarner their top priority in the offseason. Carver, how do you think they could pull it off, get Mad Bum to Hot Town? Sure, why not? If their checkbook is big enough, right? Right. They can so, offer him enough money. Why wouldn't he go? Did you see the comments from allegedly from CC Sabathia about uh, Garrett Cole? What did he say? Basically, give him I, enough I, money, he'll be here. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to come down to money with Garrett. So if you write the biggest check, he could be persuaded. There was a lot of talk that he wanted to go home to California, go to one of the California teams. But just like CC, ten years ago with the Yankees, he wanted to go to California too. And what happened? The Yankees wrote him the biggest check. Money. So that could be the same situation with Garrett Cole. Right. So let's take a look at the uh, action tonight. Going on right now, great game. Uh, the Raptors just beat the Kings 124-120. Harrison Barnes had 26 in that game, but Siakam 23-13-5 as the Raptors pull it out at the end by four. Seven and a half left. Grizzlies lead the T-Wolves by five. Cat has 23-12-2. Brandon Clark has 18 for the Grizzlies. Mavs are losing to the Magic right now with five and a half left in the third, 71-62. Aaron Gordon's got 21 for the Magic. J.J. Barea with 11 for Dallas to lead the Mavs. The Jazz at the half lead the Sixers by two. Embiid's got 18 and eight boards at the half. Rudy Gobert, eight, eight, and two. Finals, Pistons 122-102 over the Knicks. Julius Randle at 20, didn't matter. Andre Drummond, 27 and 12 with seven dimes to lead the four and five Pistons. Pacers handle the Wizards 121-106 in Indianapolis. Sabonis had 13 with 17 boards and seven dimes for the Pacers. Bradley Beal, 35 and 5, 30 points, five boards, five dimes. For the Wizards in the loss. Rockets just dusted off the Warriors. 129-112. James Harden had 36, 4, and 13 dimes to go with it. Bulls win in Atlanta. 113-93. I hit that game on the road. Uh, and, and several of these other games, too. Pistons, I hit both ways. Pacers, I hit. Rockets, I hit. Bulls, I hit. Bucks lead the Clippers 3-0 at Staples out of the gates. The game just started. As far as hockey goes tonight, only two games. The Rangers lead Detroit 3-1 in the third. In the second, the Blues lead the Oilers 3-1. I took the Rangers and Blues tonight to win those games. Now, college basketball, last night was opening night. I went 17-4 and four in my bets. Not bad, right? Opening night, 81% winners on PharrellOnEvents.com. Now, there's more action going on tonight. A good one going on in Columbus. Buckeyes, 40-37 over Cincinnati. Uh, that spread was 6.5 in that game. 9.40 left there. Q's trailing Virginia, 30-21 to 21 at the Carrier Dome. 16 and a half left. Arizona blowing out the Lumberjacks of Northern Arizona, 51-27, with about 16 and a half minutes to go. North Carolina, a winner by 21 over Notre Dame. 
76-65. Cole Anthony, 34-11-5. I think he's a freshman. The guy lit it up tonight. He was. He was outstanding. The Irish were actually up one at the half in that game, and North Carolina just blew the Blew the doors off in the second half. Purdue 79-57 over Green Bay. Matt Harms, the big center, 16-7-3 for the Boilermakers. Pitt leads Florida State. Great game, 60-59. 30 seconds left at the Peterson Event Center in the Steel City. I'm just looking to see anything else. Montana and Stanford are underway, seven apiece. BC beat Wake by seven. Butler over IUPUI, 80 to 47. St. John's 109, 79 over Mercer. South Carolina, 77, 55 over North Alabama. Georgetown, 81, 68 over Mount St. Mary's. And uh, San Jose State by eight over Hofstra. And that looks like about it in terms. Illinois State by uh, seven over Belmont. A&M. By 14 over Northwestern State. Vandy beat Southeast Missouri, 83-65. Tulane, a winner over Southeast Louisiana. Missouri beat Incarnate Word, 82-42. And Long Beach State, UCLA, at the top of the next hour at 11 East, 8 West, out at Pauley Pavilion in la 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 Lipstick City. Will Sasso, the comedian and actor, is up first on a bench. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. All right, 855-212-4CBS to get on the bench. Uh, I watched this guy, uh, you know, honestly, I, I was just saying to Mafia, this guy's been on, uh, literally, I think he's been on every television show ever. I mean, he has been doing shows, and he's been on so many kick-ass shows and so many movies. Like, I never knew how deep his, you know, repertoire was of, of acting, because I knew that he was like a comedian, and then I, I guess I probably started watching him. You know, I've seen him in a million things, but where he started getting huge with Star Troopers and all this other stuff, right? But uh, I honestly... I can't even fathom when I looked at his uh, his rap sheet. I mean, my God, if this guy was a criminal, he'd be doing federal time at Leavenworth. He's done so many TV and movies. I mean, this guy is an absolute badass. I said earlier on the show, Will Sasso, that I thought, and I didn't even, uh, I, I didn't put two and two together when I was watching the movie. I just, I thought, because uh, I didn't know your name. I just knew of you as an actor doing all these roles. And uh, when I saw you in the movie, I'm like, I've seen this guy do five million roles. And then um, I, when I watched the movie, I, I said to these guys when I started the show tonight, you were, you stole that movie, bro. You were, honestly, you were the best in that movie. Hands down, you made that movie kick ass. Your role as that Baba and being a, a, a freak and a gambling addict and a junkie and, and doing drugs and drinking and lying to your wife. I mean, you were just brilliant in it. It was badass. Good job. Oh, thanks. Hey, there's no I in team, but thanks for the kind words, right? Cheers, I mean, uh, honestly, <laughs> you, you were a blast in that movie. I thought some of your, uh, you know... <laughs> Because I'm on this, you know, family-rated show here, Rated G, the, the Vatican Network. But honestly, some of your uh, meltdowns in that movie and your language was just epic. Like, when I was on Howard Stern, I would have loved to have interviewed you because some of the filthy language that fl flew out of your mouth in that movie when you were mad and when you were angry about things that weren't going your way, I thought were great. Oh, cheers. Well, that's, that's all our incredible writer, Andy Callahan, who, who you know, wrote an amazing script and it was a lot of fun to get to say 
you know, all those filthy, uh, among other words. I mean, you uh, and I thought, what was the guy's name uh, that played Tommy? I, that, the guy that got all the leg. He got a lot of chicks. Uh, I thought that I thought that chick that he was sleeping with was kind of hot too in the movie. <laughs> that, that, that Scott Wolf, yeah, and, and that's Lindsay Morgan. I thought he was great. I thought he played a perfect guy from Philly, from Delaware County. I used to live there. I mean, every guy I knew that lived in Delaware County, honestly, every guy I knew uh, had a bookie or a gambling problem. (laughs) That's awesome. It is true. Scott's actually uh, from, uh, oh, man, I don't know. He's uh, somewhere in New Jersey, but, you know, he's familiar with that whole area and grew up like 15 minutes from where we shot the film. So, uh, yeah, he was definitely in his element, and, and I, you know, I believe it shows. Uh, you know, he was fantastic. What did you think, uh, Will Sasso, with us, the the great comedian and actor? Uh, what did you think of this story of this rogue ref, uh, Tim Donahue, who we've you know talked about on this show for years with what he did? Uh, that that all you guys ended up you know going to jail and everything in real life. This was a real story. Uh, it, it had to be pretty cool to to do the movie. And to play that those characters was that not cool for you? Absolutely. I mean, when I read the script, you know, again, I, I, oh man, every time I, every time I see Andy Callahan through this process of the film coming out and stuff, I thank him again for his incredible script and for just being able to be a part of it. Uh, but yeah, when you get to, you know, do something based on a true story, it always uh, it, it, it raises the level of excitement, definitely. And, and with this story in particular, it was. It was kind of, yeah, it was a lot of fun to be, you know, on the inside trying to recreate what happened with these guys because it's, it's quite a risky, you know, it's a very risky venture they went into. I thought it was fun how uh, they made the movie where you guys, and, and it's exactly, trust me when I tell you, because I used to, I used to do it. Like I used to, I used to get the drop on Tuesdays, you know. And the oh, really? And, well, sure. I mean, back in the uh, day, back in the day, there was no sports books in, you know, Philly, and and they didn't even have them in, in Atlantic City. When you, everyone in Philly goes to Atlantic City to gamble, but there's no sports betting there now. There is, but back in the day, there wasn't. So everyone in Philly has a bookie. Everyone in New York has a bookie, and so you'd always have the pickup day or drop day, right? And I thought it was cool how you guys actually recreated the. You know, driving around all over, ending up in some field in the middle of nowhere, dropping bags of money because it's exactly what happens. Oh man, yeah, it was. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. And you sort of, you know, you read the script and you go, "What's this? What's this going to look like?" And and uh, you know, Rand- Randall Battenkopf, the director, you know, just did an incredible, uh, <laughs> incredible job with this film, especially. Uh, with the amount of days we had to shoot it. And, uh, yeah, it was great. You know, it was sort of like all over the place, opening up hoagie, you know, hoagie foil, and there's money in there, and there's money in everything. <laughs> a lot of prop money on this movie. Well, that's that's exactly what would have happened. It, it was uh, – so when I was in college, right, there was a – I went to Indiana University, and there was a bookie in town, and he literally ran a sports store, right? So everyone would go in to buy their tennis rackets and their, you know, tennis and basketball shoes and their soccer cleats and – you know, get Johnny a ball and little Cindy or pom-poms. But in the back of the room, the guy had a board up on the wall, and he was rolling in about 100000 worth of gambling numbers. And it was the craziest thing you ever saw. If you walked around the back, the guy was running a, a bookie. He was, a, he was running a shop. And it was crazy. Just like the deli where you guys got the, yeah. you know, sandwiches filled with money. That was great. 
Oh, cheers. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was a fun element. Well, whoever whoever wrote that and figured out all this stuff that you're telling me, these people, whoever did it knew something because it was really uh, brilliantly put together exactly how that life goes of a person involved in that kind of crime and that kind of uh, lifestyle. It's crazy. The paranoia, the drinking, the drugs, the stress. Like when you were watching those games and screaming at your kids and your wife and telling them to shut up, uh, that was that was awesome, dude. You were great. Oh, thanks, Martin. Thanks very much, man. Well, you know, look, the, the makers of the movie, you know, paid a lot of uh, attention to make sure that they get it right. And, and uh, Randall Battenkopf and the rest of his team, uh, Mike Pierce, Paul Martino, they they uh, they were constantly, you know, reaching out to all sorts of weirdos on the inside, just literally with regard to how things should sound, how how everything. You know, outside of the research, of course, that Andy Callahan, the writer, did to, to write the script, there was always an attention to detail throughout the film, even to just to the minute level, you know, where to where I got to say this stuff. And, and I, you know, I'm, we were all really, you know, uh, we were pretty detail-oriented about, about absolutely everything. Were you surprised that that uh, guy, Tim Donahue, is still, like, he still gets around and, like, uh, does, like, you know, radio shows and TV shows, yeah. they always are asking him about NBA games. I, I find that uh, kind of freaky that they still go to him and use him for stuff after he was involved in this, you know, federal crime and that he went and did, you know, prison time and that he's still, like, got a name in, in the sport is crazy to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, Tim, Tim is a ref and was a great ref. And, uh, you know, here he is. He made what he would absolutely refer to as a mistake and things snowballed and see the film if you want to know what I'm talking about. But, you know, Tim's a guy who, I mean, who better to have on a show than, than Tim who can not just outline, you know, how, 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 they, how they make the sausage as far as the NBA refs go, but also how they do things wrong. Um, you know what I mean? Right. He's a very open guy. And, uh, yeah, you know, time heals all wounds. Uh, I won't speak for him, obviously. But, you know, those three guys, they went through a lot of stuff. And, and uh, Tim coming out the other side, now it's been over 10 years. It's, uh, you know, yeah. Was he, was he, it, was, I find it very amazing. was he on the set do, helping do the movie? Uh, no. Uh, uh, Tim, Tim did show up um, as far as, you know, the, the process of the film closer to release now and he's been running around doing yeah all sorts of radio and, and and all sorts of media outlets helping to promote the film it's very interesting at least him and and tommy martino the real life tommy martino they they still uh have have a relationship as friends and this story is based on the life rights of tommy martino and um his, his real life cousin paul martino uh put this together without paul there would be no movie and tommy this is based on you know Tommy's Tommy's story. So Tommy was there the whole time, right? Uh, in and out, in and out, but there from beginning to end, and is of course very involved uh, with the movie. What do you, uh, you know, it really is crazy. You're uh, this huge wrestling uh, fan, and you've done Raw and you've done WWE stuff. Uh, what was that? The fascination for you as a kid? Like I used to sit around and smoke bongs and eat Doritos and watch wrestling and like Bruno San Martino. I mean, I, every Saturday my dad said, "You're worthless," and I go, "I am." And I'm smoking tons of reefer and I'm watching wrestling and you suck. And then I, that's what I would say to him. And I literally—that's how I started watching wrestling. I'm like, he used to tell me, "What are you doing with your life?" I'm like, "I'm just smoking weed and watching wrestling and you suck." <laughs> it's a, that's a perfect way to rebel. 
And the Doritos, uh, 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 yeah, that's, that's the go-to move, absolutely. I will say, I think smoking weed probably makes uh, wrestling a whole lot more uh, interesting or at least, you know, more of an emotional experience because then you, you'll buy a, 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 either that it's 100% real or be extremely impressed with this violent dance that these, you know, actor-slash-athletes are doing. Sure, I could talk up wrestling as an art form. How long you got? Uh, yeah, I still watch wrestling. Do you uh, uh, do you love playing Curly in these uh, Three Stooges movies? That you play that uh, down to a T. You got that thing down to a science. Nice job there too. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Are you, uh, yeah, are, you uh, when your career, uh, you started, I mean, you were doing comedy and everything, and you were doing mad TV and everything else, but when I look back at your career, I mean, it is crazy. I mean, you have been on a hell of a run here since, like, 90, like, literally 1990. Can you believe how many shows you've done and how many acting uh, gigs you've won? Because that's really what it is. It's a lottery. you got to go... Uh, audition and get the gigs uh it's no joke yeah no i look i've been extremely fortunate uh, to to be able to do what i'm what i'm really passionate about and, you know what can you say i mean I, I you know i like to think that i you know whatever work hard and stuff you know, actors they got to get out there and pound the pavement just like anybody else with what they do of course our schedule is weird life out here in los angeles is, is nutty when you're younger and right. you're trying to navigate and keep your head together and all that stuff. But hey, look, I've been I, 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 extremely fortunate. And also I've been with the same manager for almost 25 years. And without her, you know, I would have been done long ago. So, so you know, I've, I've been very fortunate with the people that I've worked with, and, you know, that have kept me around. Listen, uh, you're, you're brilliant in this movie, Inside Game. Everybody go check it out. It's a Tim Donnie story. I know you got a lot of other projects. United We Fall. Uh, you've been making movies, uh, boss level, irresistible. You're crazy. Uh, your schedule must be insane. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on CBS Sports Radio tonight and talk about uh, Inside Game. I thought you were excellent in it. You really knocked it out of the park. I enjoyed it. I thought your acting was uh, absolutely uh, kick-ass. Nice job. Thanks for coming on the bench, brother. It's good to meet you a little bit. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me, Scott. I appreciate it. All right, Will Sasso, the uh, star of Inside Game, the Tim Donahue uh, scandal movie, in theaters now. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. So, uh, go figure. Uh, Milwaukee was up 9 nothing against the Clippers. There's no Kawhi Leonard. They're up 9-zip. The Clippers couldn't score the first like couple minutes of the game, whatever. Now it's uh, thirty to twenty-eight Clippers, so they're you know totally in it and alive and well in this game. No Kawhi, no problem. They're gonna uh, give the Bucks a game anyway, you know, and that's because they play defense, right? Beverly and company are all up in your grill, and that's the way it is. So they're given. Uh, your boy Giannis problems, too. Every time he gets the ball down in the low block, they're attacking him whenever he gets it. So he's in the game now. He's playing with Lopez. So they got two bigs out there swatting shots. But they're playing at Staples in L.A. You would think that the Bucks could uh, get by the Clippers without Kawhi, but they are losing right now by one, 11 minutes left in the second. So uh, I was watching this game, Ohio State and Cincinnati. Pretty good game. 30 seconds left, four-point Buckeye lead. The spread in that game, I think, was six and a half. 
I think I actually uh, took uh, Cincinnati in the six and a half against uh, Ohio State uh, to cover. I had Ohio State winning, but Cincinnati covering in that game. They're always pretty tough, right? And Virginia leads Syracuse. They're going to win 46-28 with five minutes left. And that Stanford game is a three-point Stanford lead with a minute left in the first half. Arizona blowing out Northern Arizona 83-41. So uh, that's pretty much the deal with games that are going on. I've already given you tons of finals from these other games. And as far as Magic and Mavs in Dallas, under five to go, 98 apiece. Doncic now with 23-6-6. The Jazz are up 13 on the Sixers with three and a half left in the third. Rudy Gobert now with 12 points, 13 rebounds, the double-double machine. And such a great defender. Bledsoe leads the Bucks with nine. Harrell leads the Clippers with eight, four, and two. Everything else is a final. The Grizzlies ended up beating the Timberwolves 137-121. Dylan Brooks had 31 for Memphis, and uh, Andrew Wiggins had 30 for the T-Wolves in the loss. So they got Cat back tonight after his suspension after fighting Embiid. And so what did he do in the game? He had 25 points, 8 of 19 from the floor, 3 of 11 from downtown, perfect at the line, 6 of 6, 13 boards to go with it, 2 dimes, 2 block shots. That guy just gets it done every night. I mean, that's just all there is to it. He's a a bucket machine. Rough night, uh, Mafia, for the ballers tonight. Losing by 30-some. Blown out? Blown out. We played the best team, and they got two monsters. You see, it's not even fair. I mean, 6'8 and 6'5, those two dudes are just absolutely dominating. You can't stop them. Right, you're missing a bunch of your size for that game, too. We didn't have you. Right, and you didn't have uh, Justin. Justin was out, and then our other center got – he fouled out. Right. He had four fouls in the first half, and he got his fifth five minutes into the second half. And so we had no size at all. It was Brendan and I playing underneath, right? And so we did all the dirty work. He had 36, I had 15. Nobody else scored. That was it. Like they had – like Killer and Money had six apiece. That was it. And I think – Perez had four or six, something like that. So no one, no one could score against them. These guys, I mean, they, uh, every time I had to rock, I had to alter my shot because I was, like, driving and trying to go up against these two monsters and try to score on them. And they're, they got, you know, they're swinging airplane wings in your face the whole game. But I was able to score and put in 15. But it was hard work if you can get it. I, I had to really uh, bust ass. It would have been way better with you in there banging with your size because we couldn't stop them. They just killed us. Yeah, I mean, we had a lot of guys there, so uh, you know, a lot of decision was made. So I went and lifted. No one let me know that you needed issues. They had issues or needed help there, so I never came down. I don't know. That's unbelievable. It is what it is. Should have sent the chopper up. I, I, she was gone too. I couldn't find her either. She went into the cafe and started busting off food and shakes. She had to. Yeah, I saw her with like the peanut butter chocolate shake there. Oh, uh, she had the whole thing going with the club card. She was rocking the the cafe. She was in there probably working an angle. They got no school tomorrow or Friday. Really? Teachers convention. What? Oh, no. yeah, I know. Yeah, it's down in AC. No school tomorrow for the young hooligans. See, I've never heard of that before. I, I, 
I never heard of a teacher's convention before until someone I know was a teacher said that they were going down the EC Yeah, I that. used to get, I mean, I remember. You had, like, what, holidays, you had, you know, religious holidays, you had, you know, I had day, it. voting day. I never had teacher convention day. Well, I had, uh, I had days off for teacher stuff. I remember when I was a kid. But either way, they're not going to school tomorrow, so they're they're out partying and doing whatever. They have, what, three months where they're not working during the year? They couldn't have a convention in the summer? Yeah, they don't. I have no idea how it works. I really don't. I'm surprised. They're, they're off all the time. You name it. Ho- teacher conventions, holidays, religious holidays. I mean, you name it. There's every holiday known to man. Right, your kids get off so many days, not even counting when they have snow days. I'm surprised they're not going to school through July. Yeah, I'm surprised they even go to school, to be honest with you. I got to tell you. So, what, only two hockey games tonight, Carver High? We just, uh, it was a bad night in the NHL, light night. Wednesday's always a light night because they have the national game on NBC Sports Network. Oh, is that right? Barn burner between two of the worst teams in hockey, so. So, what was it, the uh, Ranger game? Ranger-Detroit game was the 5-1 Rangers. Panarin had a goal and an assist. The King, 35 saves. Blues are leading the Oilers right now in the third, 3-1. Uh, St. Louis is up there. Which is a better game because that features two of the better teams yeah. in the Western Conference. Schwartz, uh, Peter Angelo, and Thomas with the goals for St. Louis. So now you know that uh, Mahomes is back this week. How do you think the Chiefs will pick up where they left off with this guy, just start clicking or automatic, uh, and they're playing the Titans, aren't they? I mean, they're average at best, so you would think that isn't Kansas City going to Smashville for yeah, that game? Yeah, I think I would have tried to push it one more week. You know, I, I really think that I would have held back. Um, why rush right now? You just beat Minnesota last week without him at home. I get it, but it's a dangerous game you're playing. It really is. You want that guy to be as close to 100% as he can get. He is your He is your team. You need him in December and January. I just think you're running a big risk. Moore did a pretty decent job against the Packers and Vikings, all he things did. being equal. Yeah, which is why I, I probably would have stuck it out for another week. I think he threw three TDs. Um, is that is that accurate in both games? Is that Would that be about right? Or is it just three total touchdowns in the two games? I, it might have been total because I don't. they didn't score. It's total. Yeah. 542 and three touchdowns. Not bad. Uh, they went one and one in the two games with Moore as their uh, starter. They've opened up as a uh, a one and a half game lead over the uh, Raiders in the West, heading into the game against the Titans. And even that game, they lost. It wasn't like they played bad. They just got outscored by the Packers in that you know barn burner of a game on Sunday Night Football. Right. I mean, they were they still had like thirty five points themselves, didn't they? Yes. I actually would have pushed it two more weeks. They play the Titans this week, and then they play the Chargers on Monday Night Football. And then they have their bye. They have they're one of the teams that has a bye the last week of the buys. So I would have held out and then just play them the last five. So they, you're saying they play now, then they have a bye. No, they they have two more games than the bye. Tennessee oh. and and uh, Chargers. And then a bye. Yeah. When do those stupid buys end? I think that's the last week, the week that the the Chiefs. Three weeks from now. Yeah. So you're telling me in all like they stopped doing it in like week twelve. Something like Isn't that. Isn't this week yeah. ten this week? Yes. 10, 11, 12, that's crazy. 12 is the last week. Isn't that, like, crazy? It is. It's tough. You When do you when do you want to have – what about the teams that have a week four when the season just starts? That's painful, too. I mean, you have an early buy, a late 
You like to have Late him in the buys middle. Better you know? when you have all the injuries. You like to have that seven through nine, you know, right in the middle. But not everybody can do that. So Mahomes has uh, thrown for two thousand one hundred eighty yards and fifteen TDs and completed sixty five percent of his passes. Now I'm saying that he could go out there on Sunday and throw for three twenty five and four touchdowns and look great. So. I mean, look, that team's not winning anything without him. No question. And they're not winning a playoff, uh, like a semi or a conference championship game with Matt Moore. They're not winning a playoff game, period, with with Matt Moore. Yeah, I I have a hard time believing that. Now, I mean, they might win a wild card game or a... You know, well, they uh, might not even get a bye if Moore played the rest. You know, if right. they had to play Matt Moore the rest of the year, who knows what happens. So I don't think they're going to have to go through that. I think that they're going to, unless his uh, whole thing acts up, like he broke his kneecap, right? Like what, right. if he has problems with, with anything else. Well, they keep saying that after a certain date, which is, I believe, passed in the middle of this week, that the percentage of an injury happening goes down drastically. Well, what about after a certain like, amount of time? He already had the ankle. Right. Now he's had a broken kneecap. Yeah. The thing I would worry about is that ankle again because, you know, those things, just so you know, ankles to me are like the most painful, healing, slow healing. They linger. They're a lingering nightmare. They never get better. And then, like, you'll be playing on it, and you think it's better, and then all of a sudden, boom, it'll roll again. When you have a bad ankle, it'll roll, you know, when you least expect it. Like, it never heals. You can wait three months, and you think you're good, and you go out, it'll roll again. It's just always like rubber. It's like a rubber. It just rolls if you got a bad ankle. Our guy came back tonight, Fuego, and played in the game. He's been out five months with a knee, and he just absolutely had all kinds of problems with it. He had no – you saw him, Mavia. No game, no speed. He couldn't run. He couldn't shoot. I mean, I don't know what to say. Like, it's tough to see a guy sit out five months with a, a bad knee and then come back, and he's got nothing. He's got no game at all. It really uh, – it sucks. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.